Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Blessed be the name of our God, the Most High. We thank you, Father, for a new day. We thank you for this opportunity to be with you. And as we come to you, Father, we bring all our weakness. We bring all our nothingness. We bring all our failures. We bring all those times that we have rejected you. And we ask for forgiveness, Father. For all the times we have been too busy to spend that time with you. Too much involved in our affairs. And yet you call us to you and say, come to my rest. And the peace and the joy that you give us, Father, we want to share with everyone that is part of this prayer meeting and part of this praying family called by your name. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group, with all those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all those that are Christians and have not yet personally encountered you and all those that do not want to know you. And yet you call them your children. We ask, Father, that they be quickened in their spirit. Draw them unto you, and they shall come. Their eyes be opened to see their father and their step turned towards you. And so as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name. The name of our maker, who is the lifter of men. The one who has loved us with an everlasting love and is ever faithful. The one who said he would never leave us. The one who gave us his son and his spirit, the Elohim Adonai the preserver of men. And we pray in the name of Jesus, his son, the one who taught us faith, the one who taught us to pray, the one who is our daily bread. And Brother Savio shared a very powerful reflection on that yesterday. The one who was, who is, and who is to come, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of light and life, the spirit of the living God, the same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead and now gives life to our mortal body that we are alive in the spirit. The spirit of truth, the God who made his tabernacle in our body when we open ourselves to receiving him and he quickens us, ever willing to convict and raise us up, pull us out of the pit, but never condemn. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with every gift in the spiritual, in the heavenlies that we need in order to reach the point of abundance and dominion, a life in your kingdom. We thank you that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny help us, with family, with friends, with all those that care about us and reflect your kind of love for us, ever faithful, unconditional. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with a roof over our head, with food on our table. You have blessed us with all the good things that will come our way this day. And we thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word where you reveal your deep mysteries of abundance and dominion towards us. So that by an understanding of those, when we are able to enforce that condition on our life, by speaking it in faith, we are able to turn situations around 
Romans 8.28 gets activated in every situation that does look difficult on our part. We thank you, Father, for your love. We thank you for your mercy that you renew for us every morning. That despite all our weaknesses, despite all the times that we hurry you, you only look upon us with love. Despite all the times that we are too busy somewhere else, not having that time to spend with you because our priorities are different. Yet you still look upon us with the eyes of a father. Thank you, Lord, that you are ever merciful, ever willing to pour your grace upon us. And help us to rise above that busyness. To not take it for granted, but to make a concerted effort to connect with you and to stay with you. Thank you, Lord. And today, we reflect on a very popular scripture in the Bible, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, where Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavily, are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now notice that he didn't say, all you who are tired, come and I will give you rest. He said, all you who labor. So this rest is not the one that heals tiredness, physical tiredness. Now what does he mean by rest here? Let's look at how the Amplified Version puts it. It says, come to me. All you who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. And I will give you rest, a refreshing of your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciple. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, a renewal and a blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. Dalton Smith defines spiritual rest as the capacity to experience God in all things, and recline in the knowledge of the holy. God's rest is a state or place where God rules and manages his creation. Where God rules and manages his creation. Free from the chaos and disorder brought about by sin and rebellion. And when you look at this statement and we compare it with Genesis 1, we see where God created the earth and all in it in six days and rested on the seventh day. This was his kind of rest. You can see why when things changed. Rest signifies completion and restoration of order from a situation of chaos. However, his rest was brief because of the fall of man. 
And then onwards, he began the process of restoration again, once again. This time for man. Earlier, it was not for man. Man didn't exist before that. And since then, it has been for man. And he has even had to send Jesus too for that restoration. And so when you are in chaos or confusion, all that he says is, come to me and I will give you rest. This is his offer to take. Many of us don't. We still want to depend on our capacity and our capability. When actually we don't need to even ask him, can I come? He just says, come. For those of us in the, with a complicated relationship with religion, we need to understand that spiritual rest is not about organized religion. It's not about doctrine and process and procedures. And your own personal relationship with the world around you and the place in it. It is between you and God. We are often wearied by our own pursuits out of that religion or out of our worldly desires. Heavily laden by worries. Wanting to do things, achieve something, but mostly through the flesh, not in the spirit. When all he said is, be still and then you will know me. Psalm 46.10 Stop trying too hard from your flesh and give it to him. Do not depend on your intelligence and understanding. If it isn't working, all he says is lean on him. That's, and in fact, acknowledge him in all your ways at the start itself. And then he will refresh. He will renew. That's Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 for you. And then going back to this verse from Matthew 11, he says, take my yoke. When you wear it, we need to understand now what that yoke is. It is a wooden uh, piece whereby two ox are generally held together. And it's used for plowing the, the ancient traditional way of plowing the field. Where the both ox walk together with it. One cannot be faster than the other, but they need to work together. So he says, when you wear that yoke, I wear it with you. We walk together. If you walk slow under it, I will walk at your pace. The important thing is, I will be there with you, yoked together. Like Jesus said, I will never leave you. And this is what Exodus 33 verse 14 meant when it said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Now, what is his yoke? His yoke is his ways, his will, his word. We come under that yoke, we follow it and abide by it. That is what he wants. That is what he expects. Why is it easy and light? It is not about following the 600 plus rules that he gave. He just says, walk with me. And it is light and easy because he first provides peace and joy when we come to him. That is why the things that torment and trouble us, our cares, our worries, our frustrations, when we come to him, 
suddenly seems to not bother us anymore. He provides that peace and joy first before he teaches anything else. Even in the face of a challenge, when we trust in him, we can be at peace. And this is what Psalm 23 means. The Lord is my shepherd, my carer, my protector, my provider. We need to understand this deeply and digest that fact. For then can we understand what it means when we say, I shall lack nothing. And your restful waters, he leads me so I can be quiet in my soul, free from all worldly distractions and be still in my heart and commune with him. That's the important part, communing with him, being still in our heart and communing with him. And then when he refreshes and restores my soul and my life, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. Much like he led the Israelites into the promised land, near restful waters, a land of milk and honey. So what does he mean by giving us rest? It is him helping us back to normal. Not our normal life like we know it, but his normal, the way it is in his kingdom. So what is his rest then? His rest is life in his kingdom, his kingdom way. How does one enter into that rest? Hebrews 4 verse 3 gives us an answer to this question very simply where it says, one who believes, that is one who personally trusts and confidently relies on God, that person enters that rest. And Jesus said, come to me. What he really meant was, believe in me and I will give you rest. I will give you salvation. I will place you in the kingdom where you shall live according to my will. Where you shall walk in abundance and not fear. And there were those that grumbled and didn't enter the kingdom. The first generation of Israelites that came out of, that came out of Egypt. There are those that didn't repent. Those that don't want to come to him. And there are those that don't believe in him. Could any of these reasons be the cause you are wearied with your life? Where you are holding on to something and not letting it go. Not wanting to come to him. We see him, but we only look upon him from a distance. We only see him every Sunday. And yet go back with the same challenges and are still pressed down in our lives. Perhaps we have only been religious all along. But didn't really make an effort to know him personally and have that personal communion with him. A lot of us would like to believe that we receive communion every Sunday at Mass. And that is Jesus. But if we do not carry that faith in our heart, that is only a piece of bread. If we do not seek to engage with him personally, nothing changes. 
And there he is still saying, come and I will give you rest. We thought we came, but maybe we didn't. I'd like each of us to reflect on that side of it with all our challenges, with all our limitations. Are we really looking to Jesus? Or are we limiting ourselves by any doctrine or any prayer books or any other kind of limited theology? Let us go back to our place of prayer and talk to him personally and listen to him, to what he has to say there. And all he will say is, come, come as you are. I don't want you to change and try and improve yourself and come. Just come as you are and I will give you rest. I will make the changes. All we need to do is make that decision. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that each of us, through our reflection, connect with you from our hearts. I ask for that grace for each one, Lord, to connect with you. That our spiritual ears be open to hear from you. Our eyes be open to see you. Our hearts be open to connect with you and to know you personally. So that when you say, now enter into my rest, we understand what it means. We are able to give everything to you, Lord, and let you bring that transformation in our lives. So that when we get back to our life, we are not the same person that came to you. We carry your presence and we go back. We become a new creation and all the old with all its limitations must pass away. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Father. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we pray also for all the requests that have been mentioned on this prayer group and for our personal needs. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, for all those that are hospitalized this day, for all those that are suffering in war zones, innocent people that are trapped in all that fire. For all those that have had to leave their homes as refugees and go away, not knowing whether they will ever return to these homes. And life as they have known it will never be the same again anymore for them. We ask for your mercy on each of these, Lord. And we ask for wisdom and direction on world leaders that they put an end to such strife and usher in a reign of peace. We pray for all families as well, your very basic unit of society that man thrives and survives on. Especially those families that are embattled, that are undergoing separation. We pray for all the families that are part of the Brisbane Prayer Group and we cover them by your precious blood, Jesus. And we command angelic protection 
We call on the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of them to protect and keep them safe. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives and are limited in any way. We pray for all those that are seeking new jobs and to make a new beginning for all those that carry financial challenges, for all those that are struggling with busyness, with prayerlessness. We pray for all those members of our families and our friend circle that have not yet received the gift of salvation. We raise also our own personal intentions and those of our families, Father. We thank you that you have heard us, Lord. When we pray and we release our faith, you always hear us. And when we make this our prayer of agreement with each other and your spirit who intercedes with us, that prayer must be an answered prayer. We will not accept anything else. We stand on your word, Father, and we release our faith. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. And those that are praying for the gift of tongues, to please release your tongue and your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now unmute our mics and pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jela <laughs> 
Shanta <laughs> Sadikia, <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As we were praying this morning, the Lord was looking at us and emancipating from him was this, this immense love. And the word spoken, I am your Lord. I am your God. Come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. Surrender all to me. Trust in me. The scripture I've been given is 1 Peter 1, 6 to 8. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, which though perishable is tested by fire, may redound to praise and glory and honour at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Without having seen him, you love him, though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with unutterable and exalted joy. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat as well. This is from the book of Romans, chapter 6, verses 22 and 23, where it is written, But now, being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have another scripture that has been shared in the chat, which is from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, where it is written, 
and without faith it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to god must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him amen thank you jesus Before we conclude, just a reminder about our Bible study session for Friday. The topic is the healing power of God's word. And we will learn that no matter whatever your pain might be, or wherever you may be in life, God can make you whole. In some ways, it ties with today's reflection. We shall share links for people to join on Zoom and on YouTube later this morning. On our Telegram group, please share that with our friends and family and try and invite at least one person to come. Make sure you can bring at least one person so that that one life can be transformed. They take away the presence of God with them. It is that presence that then starts to minister to their lives and bring transformation. That's all we need to do. He does the rest. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Russell. 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 Thank you,